Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you're at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Well, thank you for listening today to today's Hope Along the Journey podcast. I'm so glad that you have joined us today. Because with me here in the studio, I have a wonderful young lady who's going to be sharing a story with us that I think you're going to want to hear, and that's Charlene Dotson Collingsworth, get it all out there, who is part of the Singing Collingsworth family. And Charlene, you and your husband are part of my church. You attend Kenwood Church, and we're thrilled. And you're also a new mama, right? I am, yes. Yeah, tell us about little Noah. Noah is, he's going to be nine months in just about a week, and I already, it's just flying by, and it's honestly, best thing ever, though. Yeah. A lot of work, but so rewarding. I love it. Yeah, that's great. And he is quite a young boy, I tell you what. I just, every week when I see him, it's just like he's just growing so rapidly. For sure. (laughs) What a blessing. They change your life, don't they? They do. Yeah. Yeah, you're, 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 whenever your baby comes along, your whole schedule now revolves around them. It's like so true. Yeah. Lose a lot of sleep, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. Yeah, but the years will go by so, yeah. so quickly. So, Charlene, I want to thank you for being part of today's podcast. Of course. And I know we're going to be talking about something that, uh, you know, it's going to be maybe a little difficult for you to talk about. But I, I really appreciate you being willing to open your heart and to share your memories because we're going to talk about somebody very, very special, and that is your father, mm-hmm. Tim Dotson, who passed away several years ago when you were just a small girl. Uh, Tim was my friend. Uh, your mom and dad were dear friends of mine. We've known them for years. Loved your dad. Uh, he had an awesome personality. He had a huge smile. He was humorous, witty, but he also had a lot of other great gifts, very talented musically, um, had great leadership skills, was a visionary person. But he was one of those kind of guys who, when he, as a leader, he led by consensus. He pulled in people to help him and could build a team. And he's just, just such a, such a great guy. But I, you know, I want you to tell from your perspective, because you saw your dad, not as we saw him out there in the public eye, but you saw your dad at home as well. So tell us in your own words, who was your dad? Who was Tim Dotson? Okay. Well, I was, I had 12 years um, Mm -hmm. with him and I I love hearing what what you just told me. I love hearing um, people who were friends with him and who who even knew him, you know, maybe back in college days, um, hearing their like Mm -hmm. memories of my dad because he was my dad. So I did have a whole different look, but he was, he was so funny. He always knew how to make his kids Mm -hmm. laugh. I remember, oh, 
you know, countless things like uh, family devotions every single night. Us kids would like, as soon as that prayer was over, we'd race and see who could jump on dad's back first, you know, and just, yeah. Uh, he he always took time for us kids. And I know he was so busy. We saw, oh, I mean, we had countless times of him, you know, duties as a pastor and you know this very well, but, you know, sometimes plans don't always work out the way you want them to because of pastoral duties. And so we saw that a lot, but he always took time for us kids. If we needed something, we were his first priority. So so what was it like when dad would walk? So dad's been gone all day, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to visualize this because I know what it's like was like for me. Yeah. When dad walked through the door, it was kind of like what? The party was on? Yeah. What, 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 he kind of brought them. <laughs> unless you unless you had not been good that oh. day because because it was the always my mom would always make the comment if we were in trouble and if she took care of it yeah. that was one thing but if she said wait till your dad gets home that was a whole another thing no oh that's, that's horrible <laughs> yes was, I remember those days yeah <laughs> yes yeah but no when dad got home uh, we would always have family dinners together uh-huh. always have devotions uh-huh. together before bed um, and I I remember countless times I would always get so excited to go mm-hmm. calling with my dad he oh, would be okay. calling um, so I would do that a lot um, we would have daddy daughter dates um, oh, all kinds of fun stuff my dad had a major sweet tooth and I remember that my mom was more of the health conscious one and so you know we would drink our carrot juice from mom and yeah. then I would beg to go calling with my dad so he would get me a candy bar but <laughs> oh I can just see that. Yeah, yeah, knowing yeah. your mom and dad, I see yes. that. Oh, yes. it's beautiful. But so. oh, so many amazing memories like that. Yeah. Um, before my dad was senior pastor, we he was uh, the youth pastor, and mm-hmm. um, we would. Oh, countless times we would ride the school bus or ride the ride the bus together, the church bus, and go pick up kids. And I just I loved helping my dad out, even down to um, the big building project that we did. Mm-hmm. I felt so I felt so big and so old. You know, it's twelve year old going yeah. over there and staying in wood with my dad for the new church, and <laughs> it was just something. little things like yeah. that. Like he always just made made you feel so involved. Yeah. And like I mean, I was twelve, you know, but right. eleven and twelve. But like um, he always took time. Yeah. Always took time. So, wow, that's so for his neat. kids, it was, yeah, great yeah, man. And I think that's so important for people in ministry because mm-hmm. Charlotte and I, unfortunately, I haven't always heard mm-hmm. uh, children who grew up in ministry say those words. Hmm. Oftentimes you hear, felt like their daddy didn't have any time. He was so hmm. busy with the church and so busy with everything. But, wow, especially with him not knowing how mm-hmm. soon he would be gone from your life. How important that mm-hmm. was. So true. Yeah, that he took time. Do you think about that now with your mm-hmm. own little one, with little Noah? Does, does some yeah. of that kind of, how, how does that affect you and impact you as now mm-hmm. you're raising your own family? Yeah, well, um, like you said, I mean, life is short and you mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, when your day is and that God is going to be calling you home. And so, yeah, right. I have I have thought about that. And, you know, I mean, even me, um, like me and Philip, he's, he's, Philip has gone quite a lot on the road Mm -hmm. uh, with ministry as well. But just remembering that, you know what, what, what are you going to remember the most later? You can remember that you're so busy running here, running there, Mm -hmm. trying to get your, you know, long list of stuff done. Are you going to remember, you know, the, the laughs and the like, Hey, let's just go to the park or let's Mm -hmm. go do this and just making memories too. So it's a good balance of just trying to remember what really matters the most. Uh, That's so true. Mm -hmm. I, and you know, what's fascinating to me is that sometimes the things we remember the most were not the real expensive things. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They were like, like you were talking about just a moment ago, going visiting with him, you know, so you could get something sweet while you were out with dad or over there helping him stain the wood for the new church and how big and important that made you feel or 
are just, you know, after the evening of devotions, just jumping on his back and wrestling yeah. and, and playing and yeah. carrying on. And I think we forget that sometimes because mm-hmm. we think we have to spend a lot yes. of money on our children to bring happiness. Yeah. But as I listen to you, it sounds to me like that wasn't true with your family. Your yeah. your dad and your mom had a way of generating mm-hmm. a lot of happiness. Oh, yeah. You Most know. of the memories, I um, yeah, probably not a penny spent. <laughs> yeah. And being in ministry, yeah. they didn't have a lot of money exactly. either. So exactly. Well, I'm so I'm so happy for you and for Philip and for people who don't know this. Your husband mm-hmm. is the engineer of Hope Along the Journey, mm-hmm. and uh, and puts all this together. So when it gets out there, it sounds really good. And in fact, we're sitting here in in his studio in your home uh-huh. for a change. So that's that's really cool. But He loves it. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's great. I'm I, proud of him. Uh, I, you have every right to be proud. I'm, and I'm proud of you guys too. So let's go back now, if mm-hmm. we can, to that time. Your father was pastoring mm-hmm. at the Emanuel Wesleyan Church in Gratz, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Ju- just completing a huge... New church building program. Am I, am I right? Yes. Correct? Yes. What, around what year was that? Do you remember what year that 2004. was? 2004. 2004. 2004. Building project was a long project, and he had just finished all of that mm-hmm. um, on top of trying to head up a youth challenge, which was mm-hmm. an event he had founded. I'm trying to remember which year he... I think he founded it in 95, mm-hmm. if I remember right. And the, that would have been the first year it aired. And um, so he had that on top of the building project, mm-hmm. on top of, you know, all the normal pastoral duties right, as well. Right. Um, so it was a, long, a lot of long hours and a lot of, I know, very short nights or sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and the project, uh, the building project had just finished. We had had our first celebration Sunday, which ended up being mm-hmm. um, in the month of October, which is also Pastor Appreciation Month. Right, right. And so I still remember it was... It was probably uh, it was one of those memories that you just you just never forget as a kid, mm-hmm. but they treat it like project all done. It was just it was just extraordinary as far as like the stuff that they did for mm-hmm. pastoral mm-hmm. or the uh, pastor appreciation. Right. Um, they rented a big limo. They did all kinds of just fun gifts and just like, oh, wow. it, it was wow. just incredible. As yeah. a kid, I, like, I almost felt like I was like the first family or something <laughs> as part of the first family. Like they just showered yeah. upon my dad yeah. and it was so fun. And I still remember it was, it was also election year yeah. because um, they were shouting four more years because oh. my dad was like, we were lo- walking out to the limo and they were shouting four more years. And it was just, oh. it was such a fun memory. Yes. Um, but it was one week later when we were leaving for youth challenge, um, that we were headed back, headed to Indiana when my dad, when my dad went home to heaven. So, your dad was so dearly loved. People mm-hmm. there at the church, I mean, and when this happened, I remember just like waves of shock because yeah. it just seemed like this couldn't be real. Not, yeah, not Tim, not Tim Dotson. Yeah, as young and vibrant. Your daddy had been sick for a while, though, hadn't he, leading he up had, to this? Well, he had, not that we knew. He actually um, had, it was about two, I think about two years before, mm-hmm. he had a heart issue, and he had, we had almost lost him then, mm-hmm. and it was before my little sister Jelena was born, mm-hmm. and at that time, he was associate pastor, mm-hmm. 
and um, Jack Hooker was a senior pastor right, and he right. had worked with the EMT and he actually, because he was right next door, my mom would call them and I believe he saved my dad's life. Yeah. Um, and so he had had one other issue, but they had done tests upon tests mm-hmm. and um, never found out, never saw anything that was wrong. Yeah. Um, so there was, so it, it, he wasn't sick mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, this ongoing mm-hmm. sickness leading mm-hmm. up to his death, but he had had that one close call before. Yeah. So. And I remember that because I was... I was out in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. during that time and went to the hospital okay. and visited with your daddy okay. when he was in the hospital that. during okay. that time. And I remember him not being very well at that point. Yeah. But now we move to the time when this all happened. Mm-hmm. So tell us, go back to that time mm-hmm. and, and tell us what happened, what took place that forever mm-hmm. changed your lives. Well, we were, as I said a little bit before, we were on our way to Indiana for Youth Challenge. Um, and it was this long trip. He had not slept. I don't think he slept at all the night before. Um, he was driving and my mom was going to take over driving. We stopped for lunch and I will say, I remember that lunch being so fun. We just, we, we just had so much fun just laughing around the table. I think we stopped at pizza hut. So we were like sitting in pizza hut and it was like, you know, getting out of the car after a long drive. It was always so nice. Um, he ran over, filled the car up with gas, ran into the gas station. My mom decided she's like, she's going to take over driving. And so we were all just, I think me and Luke and Brianna were just sitting in the back playing a game or doing something. And I, all I remember is my mom had been sleeping a little bit and she just woke up with a start and I was like, where's your, where's your dad? Where's your dad? And she, and I was, you know, I don't think anything about it. And she runs inside and she's gone a few minutes and all of a sudden I hear the ambulance, several ambulances just coming into the parking lot. And then I'm like, okay, you know, where's mom? Where's dad? <laughs> you know? Right. And she yeah. runs out and she's like, dad's sick, daddy's sick. You know, we're, and then we started following the ambulance and I never saw um, them wheel him out. I never saw any of that. I just remember, you know, I was just, you know, in the car and I was just speeding uh, to the hospital and I won't say who, but one of my siblings who was who always was known for worrying a little extra was like, Mom, Mom, is that okay? Is that okay? And I immediately spoke up and was like, Of course he is. Like he's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I remember as a kid being upset because my mom was not saying, Of course he is, you know, agreeing with me. And I was like, right. Mom, mom, come on, you know, tell them it's gonna be fine. And that was the first, that was the first time. Um, that I remember thinking, okay, something is wrong, you know? Um, but then we got to the hospital and waited in the waiting room for a while. Um, the doctor took my mom back. I remember that. And so nurses were just staying with us kids in this little waiting area. And, um, she came in and then told us the news and it's, it's that shock that, um, see my dad as a pastor, he was always the one comforting families going through loss and you never expect that it's going to happen to you. And right. that was, that was the biggest, just, uh, the biggest shock <laughs> really. How long do you think it was before it seemed to be to settle in that this was for real, that this wasn't like a bad nightmare or something mm-hmm. that you, you were going to wake up and it would all be over. Yeah. When did that kind of settle in for you? Was it the funeral? Was it later than that or earlier than that? Uh, you remember the when first, it really? Oh, the first week was yeah. just um, 
it was a blur, really. Mm. Um, it was a blur. I feel like so much, so much happened, and honestly, not a lot of like even the funeral itself. I know actually Philip's family, his mom and dad, and I believe Brooklyn sang at the funeral, but I didn't even remember that. Like, there's little details yeah. that it's just, it's just a blur. Um, it probably was um, moving. Mm-hmm. is when it was just just like everything had happened so fast and all of a sudden it wasn't just we were losing dad but we because we were in the parsonage we had to move um i had to leave my school all my friends and so it was kind of all of that together um um it was really hard mm-hmm. but it was also good because we were moving close to family mm-hmm. um and so moving really close to my cousins i would go to school with them um and so i feel like after the move is when it really just started like okay like we got to readjust mm-hmm. and um a whole new phase of life really yeah but yeah you know i think charlene it has to be so difficult for, for you you were you were a child and yet you were emerging into those teen years yeah. you were right there in that adolescent yeah. period of time where you know one minute you were pushing to be an adult another moment you were still a child yeah it had to be incredibly difficult for you to process that grief how did you how did you do that did who helped you and how did you work your way through that was it something you could talk about and were allowed to talk about or help take us back and tell us a little bit about how you processed or did you feel like you had to be the strong one for the rest of the family I truly did. I was going to say that first. So as the oldest, I felt like I had to help my mom with my siblings. Not mm-hmm. that my mom ever put that on me at all, right. but I just felt like this responsibility all mm-hmm. of a sudden, like I've got to help mom. Like mom doesn't have dad anymore. And I've got to help, you know, Luke and Brianna and Jelena. Jelena had just had her first birthday. And so I was already like yes. a second mom to her. Mm-hmm. And so I did feel that responsibility, um, But like I said, my mom never put that pressure on me. And my mom was always very like, you know, do you like very open? Let's talk about it. Like, what are you feeling? But I also my personality um, was a little bit more like I don't I I only wanted to talk like I had to be ready to talk about it. And um, some people who had, you know, the greatest. um, Oh, what do I want to say that the greatest. Intentions. Intentions. Yeah, that's the word yeah. I'm looking for. The greatest intentions of yeah. trying to get me to talk. Those were the kind um, of, I guess, opportunity. Like I would just, I would want to, f- like, just pull back mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. go away. Um, so I had. I feel like everybody's different. Everybody's dr- different with how they grieve, and so, so being aware of that. Mm-hmm. Like some will want to kind of process it themselves first, and then be ready to talk mm-hmm. later. Others will just need to talk it out right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just being, I think being aware of that, I was definitely more of like, let me talk when I'm ready. Right. Um, right. But yeah. 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 It's So moving through the, that time, and Charlene, I really appreciate you. Sh- I know this is not easy to share, but I really hope this is going to be a help and a blessing mm-hmm. to, to others because we're getting near the holiday season. Yeah. Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Christmas is coming on. I, yeah. I can't even imagine what the first set of holidays were like for yeah. you. And for the first time, dad's not there for birthdays. He's not there for mm-hmm. holidays. Do, do you remember any of that? Or is that still yeah. a blur? Or do you remember some of that and what that was like? Yeah, I, I do remember the first the first Christmas. One thing um, I'm so grateful for Gratz Church because they went above and beyond. I believe it was, it was the first 
actually, I think it was the whole month of December leading up to Christmas, mm-hmm. a family in the church would bring us gifts every single day of that month to just help help ease the pain, really. And not that they could ease the pain, but it was something for us kids to look forward to every single night yeah. um, leading up to Christmas that mm-hmm. just kind of helped take our minds off things, you know. Um, but those first times were very hard. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And I, I know there are so many going through loss um, and the holidays, the birthdays, all those first times are very hard. Right, right. But I, I'm so blessed because I think about how much our dad loved us Mm -hmm. and how much Mm -hmm. I I know there's been so many, I hear so many times of um, other families going through a lot worse than us. And I know that he did not choose to leave us, you know, and Mm -hmm. he, he loved us. Yeah. But I want to pick up on something. We really didn't discuss this in advance. So I'm going to catch you off guard here. Okay. Okay. We're all right. Okay. Um, You said something earlier about you appreciated or enjoyed me saying what I said. You like to hear things about, other people say things about your yes, dad. Yeah. You know, I learned a long time ago that oftentimes we hesitate to bring up the memory of somebody who's passed on mm-hmm. because we're afraid it's going to create pain. Yeah. And so we don't want to, we don't, but I'll never forget when I was in, in one of my early pastorates, I drove by a cemetery, saw a lady there who'd recently lost her husband standing out in that little cemetery by herself. Pulled in, went over, just put my arm around her shoulder. We stood there and cried together for a while. And I started talking about her husband, bringing up memories. And I'll never forget, she said to me, she said, you know what? It's painful when people talk about him. But I would much rather people talk about him than pretend like he never existed. Yeah. Does that resonate with you at all? Most definitely. You know, because... I mean, I find myself sometimes wanting to say things about your dad mm-hmm. to you because I see him in you. Mm-hmm. I see him in your smile. Mm-hmm. You, you've got your mom, but you are definitely <laughs> your daddy's daughter in yeah. a lot, a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so can you talk just a little bit about that and maybe maybe how people can approach that? Because yeah. it is going to be painful. Yeah. I also understand, too, I have a whole different perspective after losing a loved one and mm-hmm. actually several loved ones, um, of what to say and what not to say. And sometimes the best thing is to just be there, just to be there. You don't have to say a word. Um, just knowing that, you know, you love the person, um, Mm -hmm. and that you're thinking of them and bringing up memories and talking, um, about, uh, talking about all kinds of memories that you've had Mm -hmm. with them. Mm -hmm. That does help. And it, it can be painful at times, but we, that is one thing that we love, um, we still do with my dad. Like, oh, mm-hmm. can you imagine? I mean, even after having my son, like, oh, can you imagine what dad would say? Or, yes, you know, or yes. about my little sister who uh-huh. is actually, she just started recently dating and she's the youngest. And they're like, oh, can you imagine what dad would say about this? <laughs> you know, what he would, what he would put that boy through or all oh, that kind yeah. of stuff. And those are things that keeps his, really keeps his memory alive. Yes. And that's fun. And it doesn't have to be sad. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't like I, um, it doesn't have to be sad, just yeah. but still keeping that alive. And um, yeah, one one day telling telling my little boy, you know, his little we actually named him Noah Timothy, Timothy after my dad. And so just telling him and even getting when he gets older, telling him, you know, who he is named after and about his grandpa and all yes. of that, too. Yeah. I, and I thought when you had little Noah, I thought yeah. so much about how Tim would just be over the oh, moon. Yeah. 
he would oh, yeah. be. He would. Just like I am with my grandkids, <laughs> he would be over the moon yeah. with those grand, that little grandson. Yeah. So that that's great. You've talked about a lot of things here, and I know mm-hmm. it's not altogether been easy, but kind of to wrap this up today, I want to see if you can maybe help some of our listeners with, mm-hmm. you know, look at, as the, you look at your life, as you mm-hmm. look at, at their lives, what would be some suggestions you would have to people who maybe are, who are, have recently lost a loved one facing the holidays, maybe for the first time? Yeah. Um, what words would you give to them? You, you mentioned earlier something about understanding that grief is not a one size fits all situation. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of what would you like to just for the listeners to know from your yeah. experience with losing your father, what mm-hmm. would be some, some, some ways to give them hope? Yeah. Well, um, I think that sometimes people are guilted or feeling, have the feeling of guilt if they are experiencing grief or anger mm-hmm. or sadness or somebody maybe feels like, you know, you should be over that by now. Um, and like I said, grief, I mean, not, it's not a one size fits all. Right. And so you have to, mm-hmm. uh, do what, do what works for you. Um, I also think, and, and just knowing that that is normal, that is normal mm-hmm. to have all of those feelings, Absolutely. but yes. the biggest thing too, is just like knowing that Jesus, he did not, he was not the author of that. He did not create grief. He did not create mm-hmm. death. He did not mean when he created the world, he did not mean for all of that right. to happen. And so knowing, knowing that and knowing the hope that we have through that, um, I never throughout that whole process, never once wanted to go back on my faith or not want to serve Jesus because that was my hope that, you know, one, mm-hmm. one day I will see my dad again, you know, and Amen. that, that is just the ultimate. That's the ultimate. I don't know what people do um, who don't have that hope in Jesus Christ. Yes. Just today, this morning mm-hmm. earlier, I had a funeral. Mm-hmm. And I read those words of Paul who said that we grieve not as others who have yeah. no hope. And then yeah. we do comfort mm-hmm. one another with yeah. these words. And we still grieve. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah. it, there's no... In fact, it's dangerous not to grieve. Yes. Yeah. But we don't grieve as those who don't have hope. Yeah. And that's the best part. Charlene, I just wish everybody could see your your beautiful <laughs> smile. I wish everybody could see your husband sitting over here nodding his head like he's just so proud of you, <laughs> Philip. This, you know, I just wish everybody could see this, but it's been a joy to have you. Well, thank on you for hope along the Thank journey. you for having me. We'll have to have you back sometime again right. and to talk. And maybe we can even get you to talk a little bit about what it's like bringing up Noah. <laughs> give, give, give mothers with little ones uh, some hope. So. I have no advice yet. First time uh. mama. <laughs> <laughs> well, friends today, thank you for listening in to Hope Along the Journey. And maybe it's not you. Maybe it is a friend of yours that recently lost a loved one. Uh, why don't you share this podcast with them? Why don't you let them know about Charlene's testimony and what she has to share And just maybe it'll be a great blessing to their lives. As always, we thank you for listening to Hope Along the Journey. Be sure if you're listening, especially if you're listening through Apple, uh, uh, iTunes, or podcasts, that you you give us a good rating. I mean, give us a five-star rating. If you like what you heard, give us a five-star rating. We appreciate it. Numbers of you have been doing that, and I, I want you to know I appreciate that. Share the broadcast with others. But more importantly, share the message of hope. There is hope in Jesus Christ, and there's hope along the journey. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and would like to know more, 
Follow us on Facebook at Hope Along the Journey or send us an email at hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you join us again for more hope along the journey.